When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Piers Morgan, Uncensored Tonight. Another bombshell poll shows half of the king's realms want to ditch the monarchy, with many citing colonial sins as the reason for divorce. So should King Charles apologise for the past, maybe even pay reparations? Or would that just fan the Republican flames? And Hollywood's nauseating hypocrisy laid bare as Met Gala stars pay tribute to the late Karl Lagerfeld, a venomous provocateur who disagreed with them about pretty much everything. Should these wokies practice what they preach? Or maybe just stop preaching? We'll debate that. And an elected official in America sparks fire and thunder by coming out as a woman of colour. Of course, he did it as a prank to test this concept of limitless self-identity. So what's the problem? Well, the black lesbian representative for Delaware, who's a white bloke, will join me live to explain. From the News Building in London, this is Piers Morgan Uncensored. Good evening from London. Welcome to Piers Morgan Uncensored. Hollywood loves nothing more than telling the rest of us how we should live and how we should think. It's heavy on the preach, light on the practice. This week's stars and supermodels flew in on private jets, taking a very well-earned break from hatreds about their carbon footprint. Attention for detail for the Met Gala in New York. And what is now routinely a nauseating annual romp of tone-deaf extravagance became a glistening exhibition of Hollywood hypocrisy. Well, the whole event was billed as a tribute to the late fashion king Karl Lagerfeld, indisputably one of the all-time great designers. A visitor from outer space would be forgiven for thinking he was some kind of hybrid non-binary fusion of Mother Teresa and Nelson Mandela by the time this lot had finished the other night. But let's compare and contrast some of Lagerfeld's opinions with those peddled by the stars oozing their tributes to him on the red carpet. Here's Margot Robbie. This is actually... Gorgeous. Uh, yeah, this um, dress was worn by Cindy Crawford in 1993. Oh, wow. They remade it for me, and it's uh, obviously a Carl design, and I feel really great in it, actually. It's incredible. Obviously, the Met's always an exciting night, mm-hmm. but I had the great privilege of getting to know Carl to an extent. I was the last Chanel ambassador that he picked. What an honour. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. it is an honour. Now, nobody bows uh, in admiration more to Margot Robbie than me, one of the great actresses in the world right now, and a lovely lady. Met her a couple of times. But that's the same Margot Robbie who's a vocal advocate for gay marriage, famously wearing a pro-gay marriage T-shirt for an appearance on Saturday Night Live. I've got no issue with that, obviously. But Lagerfeld did. I'm against gay marriage, he told Vice magazine. The same year, 
before launching a stunning broadside against gay parents adopting children. Surely some mistake, Margot. And then there was Jared Leto, dressed up as a cat in homage, apparently, to Karl Lagerfeld's beloved pet. And yet here is Mr Leto in 2015, giving an impassioned speech about refugees of the Syrian crisis. By the way, many of us here are the sons and the daughters of immigrants. And Steve Jobs, the son of a Syrian immigrant. Very moving, very laudable. But what about his hero, Karl Lagerfeld? Well, in a shocking interview on the same refugee crisis, he evoked the Holocaust to attack former German Chancellor Angela Merkel for taking in too many refugees from Syria, or the enemy of the Jewish people, as he effectively called them. The list of the double standard goes on. Kim Kardashian joined the sycophantic parade. Of course she did. She turned up at the opening of a paper envelope. But despite Lagerfeld saying she was to blame for a robbery that she suffered in Paris because she flaunts her wealth on Instagram. He literally victim-blamed her. But she forgave him because she gets the chance to wear a nice dress in a tribute to Karl Lagerfeld and be the centre of media attention, which is really what she loves doing most. Never mind the hypocrisy. And then there's my old friend Emily Balachowski, a vocal body positivity advocate and lioness of the Me Too movement, who appeared to have forgotten that Lagerfeld once described curvy women as fat mummies and said models should expect to be groped. This is the same ridiculous hypocrisy that leads to fugitive paedophile Roman Polanski bagging an Oscar and a standing ovation after his conviction. An ovation led by Meryl Streep, while the rest of us are just invited to forget about it. Now, I've had many run-ins with the British actress and activist Jamila Jamil. She can be incredibly irritating, and she would say exactly the same thing about me. But today she wrote this in response to the Met Gala. This isn't about cancel culture. It's not even about Carl. It's about showing how selective cancel culture is within liberal politics in the most blatant way so far. It's about showing why people don't trust liberals, because of slippery double standards like this. Well, for possibly the first time ever, maybe the only time, Ever. I agree with her. She's right. If you're going to use your positions of privilege to preach woke morality for the minions back home, you should start by practising yourselves and maybe avoid treating as your hero somebody whose opinions are the complete opposite to everything you preach. But we'll debate that later in the programme. But first, a new bombshell poll published today shows that nearly half of the king's realms would vote to become republics if they had the chance. Caribbean countries cite colonial ties as a reason for wanting to part with the monarchy. And pretty disturbingly for King Charles, 10 of the 14 countries polled say they back the Sussexes, saying Meghan's treatment exposes racist views. It's ignited debate about whether King Charles should apologise for Britain's past sins, maybe even pay reparations. Would that make any difference? Or would it just fuel the fire of republicanism? Well, here with me now to debate this, the former royal butler to Princess Diana, Paul Burrell, the activist and organiser of Black Lives Matter protests, Iman Aiden, and the historian and royal author, Dr Tessa Dunlop. Well, this will be a quiet debate, won't it? <laughs> uh, well, you brought your earplugs, Paul. Um, <laughs> I won't get a look in. <laughs> Paul, let me, let me start yes. with you. I've got a problem with this constant... Looking back in history, mm -hmm. feeling guilty mm -hmm. for stuff that none of us in this era actually did, mm -hmm. and then having to say sorry for everything that we didn't do, and even now, apparently having to pay 
people today the stuff that happened to their ancestors many generations before. It's, I don't really get what that achieves. We should learn from lessons of the past. Um, we can't change anything, um, and we should move forward. But the Queen's greatest achievement, his mother's greatest achievement, was the Commonwealth of Countries. She was very proud of that. I, th I think if she could, could beam her down now, she would say, my Commonwealth, that should survive intact into the King's reign. So he should do whatever he can. Now, bear in mind, I've known this man for a very long time. Yeah. He has a voice. And, what, and he, he will say what he but feels. Here's the real problem he's got. There's another voice yapping away yes. about racism. Two voices, his son Harry yes. and Harry's wife Meghan, who for three years have branded the royal family a bunch of callous racists. That is now turning up in these yes. polls because, understandably, frankly, yes. black people in the Commonwealth around the world yes. are going, whoa, really? They're racist, these people? And yet they haven't produced a shred of evidence for any of it. You and I know the royal family are not racist. And you and I know that they press the racist button on the Oprah Winfrey show. Yeah. And they never apologised to the Queen. Never. She went to her grave thinking there was a racist in the royal family. And after she and died, actually, they, they said... What happened? We, well, never, we didn't say that the press said we that. We to say it was well, racism. Why right. didn't you correct it, Harry? Why didn't you tell your... Well, we know why, because it made them... It made them they weaponize racism and mental health to make themselves extremely rich. I totally agree. All right, come on. This is my problem. This has always been my problem with this racism narrative that these two have spun without any evidence, is that people around the world, particularly people of colour, they believe it. And why wouldn't they believe it? They're hearing the first person who wasn't a white royal bride say they're racist, these people. So then the damage is, is palpable. It's tangible, and it will lead, I think, if we're not careful, to a load of these countries becoming republics and the beginning of the end of the monarchy. Thank you for your soliloquy. No, thank you. <laughs> All right, no problem. So, first and foremost, my feelings on the royal family and racism are not predicated on Harry and Meghan's willingness to identify. That's the difference between me and you. We are talking about a country that was built off of racism, and we are referring to the oldest institution in this country that started it all. So that's the first thing. In terms of why black people and many others feel the way that we do, well, the monarchy is a symbol of white supremacy. OK? White supremacy. That is the reason. Let me just Why finish. does it make any Let difference if King Charles says sorry? Or why does it make any difference if he pays money? What difference does that make? OK. So, reparations... How does that combat racism? No, it actually does. So let me The guy hasn't got a let racist me... bone in his body. He's done more for racism than any public figure in the country. Why should he be paying for the sins of people hundreds of years ago? OK, so can I finish? Yes. Thank you very much. So, the monarchy is a symbol of white supremacy, which is what black people have had to contend with for the last 400 years, notwithstanding the fact that Elizabeth, or every king and queen, from Elizabeth I... You think the last the late queen was a, was a model of white you. supremacy? Let me finish. Let me finish my point. You just asked me several questions. Let me finish Well, answer the question. Right, then. I'm getting there, so just finish. Well, hurry Let up. Let me just finish, OK? Hurry up. So, Every king and queen from Elizabeth I to William IV has supported and profited off of slavery. So, it... This is about the fact that this country was built off of racism, and that's is that's the point. This country also led. This country stems from. No, because I haven't even finished my point. You can't Pierce. just you make outlandish statements about our royal family. Don't expect me to jump in. Here, you keep keep interrupting. Can I finish my point? This country also led the world out of slavery. Okay, so can I finish my point? A long oh, right. time ago. 
Can I finish my point, please? Yes. Perfect. But so, please finish it. I will. No problem. Just be patient. So, every single king and queen from Elizabeth I to William IV over a 270 year period said this. supported the enslavement of Africans and profited as a result. So, it doesn't, yeah. it, it's, it doesn't take country... any genius. Hold on a second. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that this country was built off of racism and it stems from white supremacy, all of which is directly attributed to the crown, slavery, and colonialism. To Can answer you your now, point, I, let me finish you can't my just point. Keep talking. Piers, you keep interrupting. Answer let's my question. A, let's have a conversation. Answer my question. Let's have a conversation. Okay, guys. You spoke about slavery. Let me answer my. Uh, let me no, answer the point. I asked you a specific Let's, question. I, I, I Why should King Charles so let me answer the point. be either apologising for what happened centuries ago okay, or paying that. money for it? Okay. So what you're talking about is slavery. I'm not talking about slavery. Slavery can be traced back to Europe, the Greek slave trade, to be specific in 400 BC, then the Roman Empire, and then we get to the Muslim conquest of seventh century. And Vikings, black people had slaves so, what too. What we're talking about, right? exactly. So, so I'm not talking about slavery. Slavery comes in many forms. There is a lot of slavery around today. So I tell you, I'm talking. I'm talking about colonialism, neocolonialism, racism, racial yep. disparities, and the racist system of oppression and exploitation of black people and white supremacist yes. attitudes, which have been rebranded under the government. What's that got to do with King Charles? I am telling you why he needs to apologise and pay reparations. Why? What did he not do? Anything to do with slavery? slavery what did he animus. do? I am telling you, colonialism, neocolonialism, racial disparities, and a racist system of white supremacist attitudes. That is the legacies of the crown, slavery, I, and colonialism that still remains. I understand. Distinct. Let me finally get my point across, Lord. You've you need got to your let me point finish. across, but here's my point my counterpoint to you what's any of that got to do with king charles okay, so who actually has been i think one of the great standard bearers in royal history for actually promoting racial equality and tackling racial okay. injustice so let me yet you want him to be issuing groveling apologies for people hundreds of years ago so and explain. you want him to pay money okay so I think black people would be far more inclined to get over it if it wasn't for the fact that the legacies of the crown, slavery and colonialism still remain, which includes racism, racial disparities and the racist global system of oppression and exploitation of black people. Which All right, you're not answering my question. I am, but you don't want to accept no, it. That's I do. No, that's you different. haven't explained you also have the what's that got to do with King Charles? As, as, as a result of exploitation right. of black people. Let's and, us, you also let's have, us, and you also have... Let Tessa speak now. Hold on. You haven't even let me finish, Piers. No problem, no problem. You've done nine-tenths of the talk. No, no, you didn't let me Tessa, finish. Tessa, you didn't let me finish. I you've, wonder, heard, you've heard the debate. I think <clears> you're both <throat> wrong, actually. On the one hand, we celebrate, and you certainly do, Piers, the idea of monarchy as continuity. Yeah. Going way back when. I mean, I read an article this week that traced the anointing oils to the Old Testament and King Solomon. <laughs> you can't pick and choose which bits of that continuous historic line you like. Yes, I can. Uh, well, how is that you, that I'm you wrong? can, but it's hugely, okay. but it's hugely problematic. And I would counter to you where we have the face of history and the, and, and the physical form of history in our royal family. Well, when, when for example, France, the Republic, outlawed slavery much later, and in the civil wars in America, so that's what it took in America much later. You. So, so, so my point is, no, two things. No, no, no. Let me finish my point. You see, you want to interrupt, but you interrupted me several times, Piers. You did all the talking. I see your hypocrisy right now. It's one, fine. I've, I did all the talking. I think what you do, me. what we're doing here is we're conflating an individual family with institutions of state. You can't expect a king to apologise. He doesn't have that power. It's he would have he to represents. be told to apologise by the represents. government. Because it's an institution of state. Do I have no, to... Really all right. He's talked about... Sorry. Excuse me. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. You keep talking about slavery. Let's just be clear about slavery. Yes, you did end slavery. You've made that point and you've made that point, so let me address it. You did end slavery. And there was a clause in the contract that said, for example, that Jamaicans had to work up to 45 hours a week for the following four years, whilst you simultaneously paid off the slave owners and left the enslaved 
and their countries to rocks. And then you transition to colonialism, where slavery still continues, and yeah. then you transition to the Commonwealth, I agree. where you continue to assert your dominance, exploit black people, and do it in a far more can we please time out the biggest problem of slavery right now is there are between seven to ten million slaves in india last time i looked that is not as a result of white supremacy causing modern day slavery i would rather we expend all our energy on current slavery issues than going back I'm in the past as we now do with... We now go back in the past for I'm everything. Wallowing in self-guilt about stuff that had nothing to do with slavery. us. Paul, yes. Legacies. You Jump ignored in. that well, conveniently. That, well, Legacies of the crown slavery and colonialism. You ignored that conveniently. You, okay. this, is, this is such Please a negative... This is a Legacies negative going side. back how far? How far so do you want to go back? 400 years black people have been consented. Okay, so I want... Okay, so do you think the Vikings should be paying me money for what they did to me? See, you're talking about slavery. I am not. I already explained that I'm talking about slavery. I'm talking about colonialism. You're not listening to me, Racism and racial disparities that still contend... Stop shouting. You're not listening to what I said. You're not listening to me. Should the Vikings and the Romans also, through their modern-day ancestors, mm -hmm. be paying me reparations for what they did to my okay. family. So I'm not talking about slavery, I'm talking about colonialism. It's not slavery, you're not listening to me. Yes, I am. The Vikings yes, am. and Romans didn't make yes, us slaves. No, yes, you're talking about the Roman Empire, which included No, slavery. I'm talking about the Romans about. and the Vikings coming over here and causing immeressurable harm yes, to my ancestors. An empire should and they slavery. Be, should Italians and, and Norwegians be paying me reparations? In difference. one sentence, one There's sentence. Iman, Iman, in one sentence. Go ahead. What do you want? In one sentence, what's your idea? Thank you, Tess. Money. You want money? You want money? You want money. Reparations. Okay. But I want money from the Vikings and the Romans. Paul, well, I think... Paul, be very patient. No, but the Commonwealth is a force for good. Yes, oh, really? countries. They, yes, it is. They okay. do Absolutely. They work for each other. It's a family, a community of families that help each other. That's why it was formed. And no, you benefit more. That's why it's formed. No, we don't benefit no, more. Benefit they more. benefit no, as well. They, benefit they do benefit. Paul, of course they do. Paul. Yes, they do. Uh, yes, I'm not saying that they don't. What I'm saying is that we benefit, you benefit, you benefit Everyone more. benefits. Exactly. Right. You benefit, Ima, you benefit, Ima, you benefit more. Ima, That's white supremacy. Ima, that how much money do you about. want from no? me? That's what I keep talking about. How much money do you want from the me? The National Commission on Reparations said that Jamaica, for example, is... is How much do you want from me? Trillion. I'm How much do you want from me? It's not about my feelings and not from you. I'm not. This isn't about oh, me and We've you all got to chip in, right? So How much do you want? How much money could I give you for something that had nothing to do with me, right? How much money could I give you to make racism better? Nothing is the answer. We're talking about the legacies of the crown saving claims which includes racism. I don't know why you've come on deciding to speak like a robot today. Day, but it's not, it's not really you working. Don't listen, because you don't listen. That's okay, why. But that, nor does talking to me like that, doesn't work. Okay, well, right? how about listening? But I will happily how about pay, listening? If you could convince me that it will change racism one iota in this country, I will pay you a cheque for the damage inevitably that was done by my relatives when they weren't being attacked by Vikings and Romans. I will pay you reparations if I think you have any argument for why. I should. Can I give and you know what? Response? There isn't one. Can I give you a response? No, we've winning. run out of time. See, that's it. That's the point. Guys, thank that's you all point. very much indeed. Uncensored next is the King's Coronation, a final hurrah for Brand Britannia or Tina Brown. The Queen of Royal Commentary weighs in from across the pond. That's next.
and breathe. Well, welcome back to Piers Morgan Uncensored. Assessing Britain's monarchy as a brand might seem superficial, even sacrilegious, but not to the royals, who have seen themselves as a family business ever since George VI nicknamed them the firm. The British monarchy has long been a global juggernaut as a brand, and the late Queen was its brand ambassador, and an amazing one at that. But will the monarchy under King Charles continue to stoke global intrigue? Well, some commentators have huffed that the coronation will be the monarchy's last imperial hurrah, and a decline in the number of US media crews at Saturday's event indicates maybe the royal sparkle is dimming. Well, joining me now is Tina Brown, author of The Palace Papers, alongside uh, Paul and Tessa. Tina, great to talk to you. Uh, I can't think of anyone so nice better to, talk to, you. Nice to put to talk all this into... I'm, I'm very happy to hear you, uh, you know, uh, trashing the Vikings, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know what? I just think it's, once it's, you get... It's, ti it's time they got cancelled, Absolutely. I must say. I'm, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me started on the Romans. But, you know, but once you go back in history looking for people who've invaded places and demanding you want money for it, we're, we're all going get, to get quids in and the entire oh, world goes bust. Anyway, that's not why I've got you on. Um, <laughs> Tina, put me, put me into proper perspective about where we are with the monarchy, with King Charles and the future. Because it seems to me we've reached a real a difficult moment, I think, for that, for the monarchy's institution, for the country, and anything could happen. Well, it is a very sort of pivotal moment that Charles has taken over. I actually think it's probably a good thing it was him, not William, because in a sense, he's going to be this kind of sorbet course between the two reigns, right? Mm. And he's got to somehow get out of the last reign's uh, sort of extraordinary charisma that it had and position in the next reign for William. And actually, I think he's going to be much better than just a transitional monarch because he is a really accomplished statesman. I think one of the things that I think people here are quite surprised at, those who pay attention, which isn't very many, I'll be honest, but those who do are quite surprised at just how well Charles has handled this whole interregnum, if you like, uh, between mm. the Queen's death and, and him taking over, starting right when he came out of the box, right after the Queen died. Wonderful human excellent, you know, speech, uh, terribly dignified, you know, doing the, during the funeral and actually has weathered the whole kind of Sussex grudgenaut um, with tremendous kind of aplomb, well, actually. Well, he has, so, but here's, here's the but I would put in, the spanner in the works, if you like. There's no doubt that he's worked, I think, in this country. The latest poll shows still a significant majority in favour of a monarchy, many echoing the points you've just made about how Charles has handled it so far, and I totally concur with that. But there's a pretty worrying poll about the rest of the Commonwealth, where a lot of countries have fed into this Sussex narrative that the royals are racist, and they're moving fast towards a republic. I interviewed the, uh, the Prime Minister of Australia uh, yesterday. He's a diehard Republican. No doubt there's going to be a referendum, I think, it, probably in his second term if he wins it. And that could well go the wrong way for the monarchy. And that could be like a domino effect if we're not careful. I'm not so, so sure, though, that the sovereign realms are in anybody's expectations that that's going to continue. I mean, if there are any sovereign realms by the time uh, William takes over, I'd be very, very surprised. And actually, I think that Charles is fairly sanguine about that you know, inevitability of that happening. The fact is that this is a time of huge transition. I mean, the Queen, you know, the, the Commonwealth was the Queen's great love, and it made her a kind of a global monarch. But those times have changed. I mean, you saw how terribly they've changed. I mean, how amazingly they've changed just by that whole, you know, messed up royal tour uh, of William and Kate when yeah. they went to Jamaica. They were doing all the same old things, 
but suddenly they were in the wrong movie. You know, it just suddenly looked like, wait a minute, the world has changed. You're doing the same things. So I don't think those. Uh, I don't think that the Commonwealth uh, as sovereign realms will continue. But I do think that the Commonwealth as a club of nations, you know, allied by trade, uh, you know, values, shared values, uh, shared sense of you know fair elections, all of those things, that is going to be still, I think, a very powerful club. And I think Charles is probably quite uh, reconciled to that. Actually, what should he do about the Duke and Duchess of Sussex? Should they remain? able to use their titles to generate such huge income. Oh, Tina, I think you've, lo you've lost, lost contact. Yeah. We'll sort that. Don't worry, we'll come back and sort Tina's uh, oh, mic out. Just it's a quick... alone with me now, isn't it? Well, no, quick, 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 quick. <laughs> yes. no, no, actually, yeah, what, what should they do? I should... Uh, I'll tell you what, react to, first of all, what Tina said about this yes. Commonwealth. Do you agree I, with that? I, I do think it's, it, it's inevitable we will lose Australia and, and Canada. Mm. I do. And Jamaica. Huge land I think masses. Before, I don't know about Jamaica, I, I but I do think the, the Commonwealth... I think quite a few Caribbean countries yeah, will go. The Commonwealth should stay together. It's a, it, it works. Does it matter? Yes. What really infuriates matter. me is how bad matter. the reporting is. Nobody fully seems to understand the difference between the 14 realms, which I don't think Charles will end up remaining head of state mm. of, and the Commonwealth, by the way, in which countries who cast off our king remain in the Commonwealth. Right. It's this grouping. And do you know what's so crucial about it? It's away from the hoof of America, something we do, and many of the countries are smaller, imperiled by climate change. Together, we're greater than no, the That's a good point. Past. OK, we've got Tina back. Tina, we left the viewers on a cliffhanger of whether Charles should strip his son Harry and, uh, and Meghan of their titles. Should they be allowed to continue to exploit the royal titles whilst causing, clearly, demonstrable damage to the institution that afforded those titles on them? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, they, there's probably... Uh quite a lot of personal emotional desire to do that. But anybody uh, smart advising Charles would say, don't do it. Because the fact is that if he strips them of their titles, they have a whole new grudge match uh, to go to town with. And right now, they're sort of fading, is the truth, both, I think, in the US and in the UK, certainly as kind of fascination figures. Mm. I mean, they're now in their next kind of phase where they're simply going to have to prove themselves uh, in terms of celebrity content. Yeah. I mean, it's all going to be about what's next. You know, I know that uh, Meghan is scrambling very hard now to kind of figure out what is she going to do now with this huge deal she had from Netflix to, you know, create content. Mm. She actually hasn't done any content no. except for the, the documentary. So people are looking at them and thinking, well, OK, we had that. That was great. You were, you were a massive celebrity for, you know, the rest, of, for the whole of the end of last year. What's next? What's next? They're now having to manufacture product. Yeah, I mean, there's a limit. There's you know, a limit to how much whining. There's a complete limit. Well, a limit to how much whining limit. you can do and how much the public will stomach. I mean, their popularity has absolutely plummeted Look, on both sides of Atlantic. Paul, they, yeah. Their USP is being royal. Right. And whilst ever they're royal and have titles, they can make money because they are considered to be the royal family in America. Charles cannot... He can't take the titles away from them because Harry was born a royal prince. Mm. So that makes Meghan a princess. He didn't change the letters... The bigger role, and Tina said this at the beginning of the interview, was not many people really care about King yeah. Charles. And I think we talk all the time about Harry and Meghan because we don't want to face the truth, which is the dude at the top at the moment, the guy who's going to get coronated on Saturday, just isn't, frankly, that interesting. OK, Tina, the, the other person who's getting a crown on Saturday, of course, is Camilla. What an amazing journey it's been for Camilla. I mean, if you go back it's, to... It's the, really after incredible. Diana died, she was the most reviled woman in Britain. And now she's she going to so be crowned. She was so reviled. 
She was so reviled. Remember they called her old boot, old bag, yeah. vampire. I mean, the list of <laughs> epithets that we used about her. There was even, you know, a, a restaurant dish called Smoked Had Parker Bowls mm. at one point. Mm. She was in such terrible repute. But, you know, she just, she's exactly proved about just playing the long game. You know, yeah. she has got uh, Elizabeth II-like uh, sort of durability and, and, and you know, sort of patience, quite honestly, which has really been remarkable. Interestingly, she hasn't really broken through in the United States at all. One of the problems for Camilla here is that, first of all, she's still really, if anybody does think about her, through the, they think about her through the prism of Diana, you know, who always mm. saw her as the usurper, the Rottweiler. That has kind of faded. The trouble is that as she can't do a TV interview, because that would be very unwise, and Camilla mm. is not as unwise as everybody else in mm. her family have done the TV interview. She's not going to fall into that no. trap and do it. So how does she, in a sense, you know, project the sort of warm, human, humorous person that she actually is in the United States? They don't get it at all. They think that she is a sort of... They get her completely wrong here. I mean, they think that she's a kind of a, quote, battle axe, a, mm. you know, a, a, a sort of a, a, a wannabe. I mean, they use the most extraordinary adjectives about her when they talk about it to me. I said, no, you get her completely wrong. Yeah. You know, mm. she's not like that at all. But quite hard for her, I think, now to break through, and I don't think she's probably ever no, going to here. Finally, Tina, will you be watching tomorrow? Oh, uh, God, uh, I'm going to be... I'm going to be commentating for CBS, so I shall be <laughs> speaking to the great American Well, I'll public. be anchoring for Fox. Uh, so, we're <laughs> well, both gonna, so we'll both have our vantage points. But it's going to be an amazing event. And I think, I mean, the one thing it will do, it does remind people that we might not be great in many other ways now, but, boy, can we put on some pomp and pageantry. Apparently, the procession on Saturday will be twice as big as the one for the Queen's funeral and three times as big as the one for the Platinum Jubilee. It's going to be absolutely glorious. And the truth is that, of course, for all the kind of so-called lack of interest here, once that starts, people will be sitting there in their pyjamas at 5 o'clock in the morning, completely glued to it and just marvelling. Will you, you know? be saying the it's oath going to be fabulous. of allegiance? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so crazy no. about that oath of allegiance. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody is. Oh, my God. I when did we become that, North that... Korea? I mean, I just don't oh think it's God. going to fly. I hope it's not going to just be this sort of giant national raspberry that's kind of you hear through length and strength and breadth of the country because whoever had got overexcited and suggested that, I think it was a I think the blame is being part with the Archbishop of Canterbury. Uh, Tina, great, great to talk to you and best of luck <laughs> on, on Saturday. It's going to be a hell of, a, hell of an occasion. Thank you. And uh, I appreciate you. you taking time to join us. Thank you very much. Thank you. And thanks to my excellent pack, as always. Ron says that next, a US politician takes the brave decision to come out as a lesbian woman of colour, sparking calls for them to resign. But why? Why was he not entitled to re-identify himself? Uh, well, he, she, they will join me live after the break. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. 
you really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to Piers Morgan Uncensored. A county politician in Indiana, in the United States, is making headlines this week by, well, exploring his identity. A councilman is coming out as a transgender, as transgender and a woman of color. Delaware County Councilman Ryan Webb announced that he now identifies as an Indian American woman. Since that announcement, he's received some support, but a lot of backlash. Many calling him childish, despicable, even calling for things like execution. Yeah, that's always how the woke left responds, isn't it? You must execute him. Um, now, he issued a statement after the furore, Ryan Webb. He said, after much consideration, I've decided to come out and finally feel comfortable announcing my true, authentic self. This is Ryan Webb. Uh, he said, it is with great relief that I announced to everyone that I identify as a woman, not just any woman, but as a woman of colour as well. I guess this would make me gay lesbian as well, since I'm attracted to women. Phew! That felt good to finally get that out there and start living my life as my true self. Well, Ms Webb's statement has not been met with the empathy and gushing support normally extended by the woke community. Some have even demanded that he resign. They resign. Well, that he has basically made a hate speech in this post on April 11th. And I feel that he should resign. And if he doesn't, I would, I would look at county council to talk to legal and see what they can do about removing him because he has created some hate and discord and divide with the transgender population here in Muncie. He must be executed, he must be cancelled, he must be fired. It's the usual predictable response to what was obviously a, a joke, but it was a smart joke because actually what it did was expose the farce of limitless self-identity. I myself identified on International Women's Day as a black lesbian. Why shouldn't I be able to if you can identify as anything you want? Esther's cackle when I said that, went around the world. Well, Ryan Webb joins me now, uh, alongside Talk TV's Nicola Thorpe and Esther Cracker, as I just said. Well, Ryan, thank you for joining me. So I did chuckle because I had a similar thing myself, which you may or may not have heard about, uh, when I did a similar stunt. Uh, but you were making the same point, I think, which is if we really want to have a world where anyone can identify as anything, well, why shouldn't you be able to identify as a woman of colour? Well, Pierce, uh, you're absolutely right. And I, I appreciate it. I want to thank you for bringing me on the show. And uh, as a fellow uh, lesbian woman of color, um, I feel we have a deep connection here. But you're right. They've uh, they've laid the groundwork. They set it up where anybody can be anything that they want uh, just by simply declaring it. And, um, you know, that's what we're doing here. And it uh, turns out that they don't really feel as strongly about that and believe it in their soul as they would make you believe because, you um, I wasn't really as accepted in the beginning as you would think someone of my stature would be. 
Yeah, and the reaction was unbelievably vicious. People calling for you to be executed. Of course, they wanted you fired. Of course, they wanted you cancelled. And all entirely predictable because it's fine for them on the other side of this debate to identify as whatever they want. But the moment you dared to identify as what you decided you wanted to be for that day, all hell breaks loose. It's the double standard. Well, uh, predictably, uh, the political left, they, they always implode on their own ideology. Um, I've, I've made a statement that I'm just holding up the mirror uh, to them, and they're doing all the damage themselves. I've just stepped back, and uh, with their own words and their own actions, they're just uh, dismantling their entire ideology uh, that they've worked very hard to build up to this point. Um, and in my opinion, they've turned the clock back uh, two, three years. Um, you know, just a few days ago, all you had to do uh, if you wanted to self-identify as anyone as you choose, is just declare it. And it was a universal truth that that had to be accepted. Mm. Uh, but now uh, the truth is clear that uh, that's not the case. Now I'm being told you have to uh, do hormone treatments. You have to uh, start dressing the part. You have to wear the makeup. You have to change your identification. Um, so, you know, they've turned the clock back on their own movement a few years. And it's disappointing to see them give up so quickly on uh, something that they said they believe in so strongly. You know what, Ron, I, I had to chuckle watching genuine news reports having to report this legitimately because how else could they do it without obviously disrespecting you, without respecting your right to self-identity, which it just made me laugh. Ryan, I appreciate you joining me for Piers Morgan Uncensored. Thank you. What are you currently identifying as? Uh, I'm currently, uh, at the same time, I'm still identifying as a woman of colour. And I've, I've said uh, in a few other times, these journeys are often complex. And, uh, you know, sometimes we never know where they're going to take us. We could end up right back where we started. Um, <laughs> I'm, just riding the, I'm just riding the wave, and wherever it takes me, that's where I'll be. Well, I wish you all the very best with your journey, Ryan. And thank you very much indeed for joining me. Thank you. <laughs> all right. It's a, it's a good laugh. Uh, and watching the news reports was hilarious. But, Nick, like I can see you fulminating <laughs> as you were listening to this. But why? Because just as I was doing, all he's really saying is, look, if we genuinely are moving to limitless self-identity, this is where it can go. We're not well, we are, to, though. We're not moving to limitless self-identity. There's male, female, non-binary. That's it. That's well, not it. Is BBC it? teachers well, are 100 genders. Genders is different. Genders is different. We're talking... Those what sex is non-binary? Those... But somewhere between male and female, it's not though, is it? That's not yeah, non-binary. There are hundred gender identities. No, okay. Non-binary is not. There are. No, non-binary is not biological sex. The BBC and various other outlets have said. I, I hear the seventy-two genders quite often. Mm. That's just seventy-two different ways of describing something. You could also argue there's only three colours: red, yellow, and blue. But a mixture of all those make multitudes of colours. It's the same thing with uh, gender. But how identity. did you feel, male, for example, female, and non-binary? How did you feel about an American cyclist, Austin Killips, becoming the first yeah. transgender athlete? To, women, to win a women's professional stage race. Yes. Right? This has caused complete outrage, and apparently mm -hmm. the vast majority... You can see towering over the female uh, competitors. But there. who's to say that height necessarily gives you an advantage? It clearly... Sport. But a lot of people will because say... Because, like, all these trans athletes, when you look at how they competed as males, yeah. they didn't compete with anything like the success. So, clearly, they have a physical, biological advantage purely from having gone through puberty. It is indisputable. So anyone who it tries... The moment I hear anyone 
on the side of the trans activist argument, I support trans rights to fairness and equality, but the moment I hear anyone on that side of the argument trying to defend what's happening in sport, in women's sport, mm -hmm. they lose me. Do you, because you're denying biological facts. But do you know how many trans athletes that have competed, more and more. competed in the Olympics? More, but, uh, One. OK, so here's what you do with One. the Olympics. Let's remove any specific gender from Olympic qualification. OK. What do you think would happen? Well, that's... What, what would happen? What would happen yeah. is that... How many women would compete in the Olympics if it was, if it was gender neutral? Probably just as many women would compete, but on certain sports... No, yes, no, they wouldn't, no, no, they wouldn't, they wouldn't qualify. No women would qualify. OK. Apart from equestrian and shooting, I think. Mm -hmm. Everything else... But you're taking Olympic... it... I, I no, no, Nicola, Nicola, no, here's my point. Your argument, but there is a reason we separate the sexes there is, in sports. Absolutely. Yes, because men, generally speaking, because are stronger and more... Because it's unfair. Because it's women, women. Yes. wouldn't win any yes, medals. because it's unfair on women. So why is it fair for people who are biological mm -hmm. males yeah. to put their hand up and say I'm a woman and compete against biological females? Because you're being disingenuous. It's cheating. They don't have to put just put their hands up and say I'm a woman. They have to transition for two years. And for two years, they have to be on hormone replacement therapy. Can I ask to, a question about that? Testosterone. Because I feel, how is this in line with the doping, anti-doping legislation? Because you, on one hand, you have people like Serena Williams who actually failed a drug test for taking too much aspirin, mm -hmm. but you're allowing biological... It's it's the to form of pump cheating. their bodies full of all sorts of hormones, so their testosterone levels, which is not all women are, by the way, were much more than just testosterone. Exactly, I agree to with be, you. I to wish be it, within I a wish certain it wasn't down to just Why are they? Well, Austin Killis won't be having periods every month, which will affect training, but for example. Actually. I don't have periods every month. Well, that, you're unique. I'm sorry. Most women... no, a lot of women don't have periods any, any month if you're on your coil. Well, Right. That's, that's <laughs> but a lot of what, what is, a lot of sportswomen have told me that is rarely mentioned as one of the reasons why yeah. it's also incredibly unfair. But you just have to see Austin Killips towering over the biological female. I understand that, but let's talk about what was his name. His Ryan Webb. You know, Piers, yeah. Ryan Webb is not being genuine. And that's why the people on the left, such as myself, What, what is the called... standard of genuine? No, he's, he's genuinely he's... sending up the hypocrisy. He's sending up the hypocrisy, as you were, saying, you know, I mm. want to identify as a black... Lesbian, yeah. blah, blah. Okay, so nobody is saying that you can identify as a different race or you can identify well, as... Why no, not? Even though it's more logical. Why can't Because you? race actually is a spectrum. Exactly. Sexism. I actually had my DNA done and I discovered I had no English DNA whatsoever, mm -hmm. mainly Celt, so it was like Scottish, Irish, a lot of Irish. But then this is genuine. Oh, but hang on, I'm 6% Middle Eastern. Yes. So am I an Arab? Yeah. 6% of you is. I'm, so I'm I could, not so I could identify as Arabic. Yeah, but ultimately you are... And yet you would say, and most Arabic people would say, what are you talking about? You're not. Well, yeah. You're born in England, you're a white guy, you're not Arabic, right? However, it's more complicated, far more complicated than biological sex. Yeah, biological sex. Like, can you define for me then what is a biological... Or what is a man? Yeah, it's, a, it's an adult male. And what is an That's adult it. male? And an adult male mm -hmm. is an adult male. It's a biological... Sex chromosome is pretty easy to define. Sex chromosome, fact-based thing. But what, is, what makes it's like it I asked the Prime Minister of Australia... The chromosomes. I asked the Prime Minister so of Australia, what is a woman? And he replied, well, it's exactly. an adult female. This is not difficult. But, but what defines a man? Huh? The, the chromosomes. Take what any cell have? in a male's body... And what are the male chromosomes? Let's play with the Prime Minister of Australia. Here we are, look. Very easily. What is a woman, Prime Minister? An adult female. How difficult was that to answer? Not too hard. He was just on Time magazine's 100 most influential list, named by Justin Trudeau, the wokest human being in the history of planet Earth, as the champion of progressive yeah, politics understand. around the world. Even he understands what a woman is. Yes. You know what's happened to him today, all around Australia? Absolutely buried with abuse from the trans activist mob who say what he said there was transphobic. Transphobic for saying a woman is an adult female. It's nuts.
Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we will discuss the world's most privileged pampered prima donnas, not these two, <laughs> who turned out in their droves to honour the late Karl Lagerfeld, the acerbic designer, who was, of course, the antithesis of everything that they stand for. This is Hollywood hypocrisy at its best. We're going to talk about the staggering hypocrisy of the Met Gala stars all pouring in to pay tribute to Karl Lagerfeld, who was the least woke human being ever. Great designer, but he had outrageous views about almost everything that that lot would have normally hated. So, Nicola, incredibly, you read a column I wrote about this for the New York Post and you found yourself agreeing with me. <laughs> Even a broken clock is right twice uh, a day. And I too. found myself agreeing with Jamila Jamil, which are the words I never thought I'd use, because she, as she rightly pointed out, if you are on the left, if you're a woke left, and this is the double standard you deploy, yeah. you lose all credibility when you try and deploy it against the other side. It was enraging. Um, I was flicking through my Instagram over the weekend and seeing photos of people who I admired, people I looked up to, people who had been outspoken on mm. issues of fat phobia, issues within um, the Me Too movement. Homophobia. Precisely. You know, he, I, he, he mocked Me Too victims. He, he, he mocked models who complain about being groped. He was openly uh, homophobic. Yeah. He was, you know, he, he abused Muslim refugees yeah. in a vile manner, called them the enemy of the, of the Jewish people in Germany and invoked the Holocaust. And yet there they all are. Yeah. He's my hero. He's a, if that had been Donald Trump saying that stuff, they'd have been marching Precisely. through the streets. So many of them dressing as him as well. And it goes to show when, when money's involved or a career advancement is involved... Or a nice dress drop, and a party. Well, for them to drop their morals. And it annoys people such as myself, people who genuinely do believe in these causes. Yeah. Because we will get a bad name. We'll get called the woke left. Well, you see yourself as a principal cancel culture. Uh, OK, principle. Cancel, uh, cancel culture. Oh, yeah. yeah, sounds good, doesn't it? Uh, I, I don't know what I'm saying. Like. I, I completely principle. understand it, but I, I think for people that make this their raison d'etre, I think how far does it go? Like, who would actually be... Because no-one is blameless, right? Mm. You can always dig up something from someone's past and find something you disagree with. So I, I just... I'm curious where the standard is. Yes, Karl Lagerfeld was a horrible person, but I just think there's no, so don't, many... Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Him. I think... I Look, I think a lot of people are flawed, right? And well, they yeah, should be that... taken in totality. He was obviously a brilliant designer, legendary designer. However... It really, the column I wrote wasn't about an attack on Karl Lagerfeld, yeah. even though some of his views were clearly pretty reprehensible. I don't agree with him. He's entitled to his views. Yeah. My attack was on the hypocrisy of, of all these very woke Hollywood stars who are openly, all the time, but preaching then, about all these things and yet are happy to call him a hero. Then they they're aren't. not truly woke. And I use the word but woke as in... Well, I agree, they're shallow. This is, the, this is the thing. It's because it's now become a church. I don't have a problem with these people, you know, saying the things that they do and... I suppose, supporting Karl Lagerfeld in the way that they do. But that's that, that just means that the public shouldn't take what they have to say. And by the way, Seriously, I don't think any... They're not priests. They're not I don't, think, I don't think anyone is truly woke. Woke... Well, woke I think, yeah, woke, I think it's just... The wokery is an invention of the, of the ultra-left, which is built on yes. sand. It doesn't the, exist. The way that we use the def define the word woke now has changed, and it's been defined by people like yourself. It, woke what? originally is... Being aware and having an awareness I I agree. of social injustice. And what it now means racism. is you don't mind if a six foot four inch bloke 
gets in a swimming pool and demolishes women's swimming records. That's what being woke means. And you know what? You can stick it. Lovely to see you, Nicola. Lovely to see you, <laughs> Esther. Pleasure as always. That's it from me. I'm going to leave you again with a fantastic Catherine Jenkins singing Jerusalem. If this doesn't get your heart pounding with British pride, what will? Keep it uncensored. Good night. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.